Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jantz, and my guest today is Mari Smith. Uh, she is a self-proclaimed passionate social media leader. <laughs> but we'll let you decide if that's true or not. Specializes in relationship marketing and Facebook mastery. She's a co-author of Facebook Marketing an Hour a Day and author of the new Relationship Marketing, How to Build a Large, Loyal, Profitable Network Using the Social Web. So, Mari, thanks for joining me. Oh, my pleasure, John. It's very much excited to be here. Well, so I am going to start, ladies and gentlemen, with a quote that I contributed to the cover of this book, just to let you know where I stand. With the new relationship marketing, Smith wonderfully fuses traditional and emerging online relationship building strategies and tactics into a power-packed loyalty-generating success system. So did I, did I, did I get that right, Mari? Oh, you, you, you know, you're such a wordsmith, and I was just so honored for your wonderful endorsement, and it's absolutely right. I think that it's truly not who we know, it's what, what excuse me, it's what we know, but right, right, right. who we know, and then who knows us, and yeah. really to nurture those relationships. Well, and, and going back to the title of the book, How to Build a Large, Loyal, Profitable Network Using the Social Web, um, I mean, I think that's... Uh, um, I think that describes you pretty thoroughly, because, I mean, really... Um, just reading uh, some of your background, your story. I mean, you, you you've essentially built a a name and and a bit of an empire for yourself using these tools, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting. You know the definition of luck, John. That's when preparation, <laughs> sure, opportunity. Right, right. right. <laughs> so I just really feel like over the last um, probably about eight years leading up to two thousand seven. Uh, I came to this country from Scotland in '99, uh, and I've just—I've always been an entrepreneur since then. Previous to that, I was an employee, and you know, I just really immersed myself in the world of personal and professional development, internet marketing, copywriting. I've just always been a voracious reader, and just laying a lot of the foundation in my two passions. My two primary passions have been a thread through everything I've done in my my working life is my love of people, relationships, and my love of technology, particularly the Internet. And so, you know, when social media began to really become uh, a very uh, popular, specifically with Facebook in '07, mm-hmm. it was like all my passion, skills, talents, and, you know, natural abilities fused and became one into this whole new industry, which was just really, really awesome. Well, and I don't want to minimize in any way the effort that you've put in because, you know, that's the part that a lot of people miss, you know, that, that this is a lot of hard work and you got to do it consistently and day in, day out. But you've also done a couple things, a number of things um, that have been very smart in terms of branding, I think. Um, you know, you're, those that know you um, certainly know your, your use of the color turquoise. Uh, for example, um, and your Amari sounds like Ferrari and your use of, of, of the jewels, you know, that like you, we were talking about off air, you know, on the book and, and those, what I sum that up is, is you're easy to talk about. You're not boring. Um, and I think that that's really one of the keys to kind of creating these, these personal brands. Obviously you've got to have, you've got to have the goods, uh, as well, which you certainly do. But I think that, uh, I think people could learn a lot from you in terms of that, sort of memorable branding. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, really, the turquoise came about in uh, early 08 when I went and had a new photo shoot done. I thought, oh, it's time to get some professional headshots done here. Just happened to be wearing a turquoise top with a blingy zipper. 
And the, the photo shoot turned out so – it was life-changing. I've got to tell you, John, it's amazing to literally have a professional photographer. And this gal actually specialized in photography, photography for the, the web, and she had, like, a white background. Right. And it was just really – just really captured the my, my spirit, my essence, and I've since had several more shoots done. But out of that one photo shoot, really began to emerge my whole turquoise and bling brand, as I call it. And then I later discovered all kinds of really cool meanings to the color turquoise. And some cultures, it's it's actually the color of integrity. Some, it's the color of prosperity. To me, this is going to sound really woo-woo to some people, but that's okay. I've got real <laughs> metaphysical and <laughs> spiritual beliefs. But it's the color of the heart and the throat chakra, which is green and blue, mm. together makes turquoise. So my brand actually represents heartfelt communication. That's what it means to me. Well, and that's, I mean, not, to, I, I don't want to go down too far down this path, but I mean, I think that's, I mean, I think that's a, a great thing when you can blend something that has meaning to you, but also then creates uh, meaning to uh, the the people you're trying to attract as well. So, um, so one of the uh, I always have to focus on these titles because as an author, I know that uh, that publishers spend a lot of time fussing over titles. And so, um, are you suggesting the new relationship marketing means that a new brand of relationship marketing, or that relationship marketing itself is new? <laughs> help us help us yeah. have the baseline for the thinking on this particular title. Sure, sure. Well, we kind of oscillated on it, and as you correctly pointed out, you know, the publishers really kind of worked with you on that. At one point, I wanted to call it business is personal, yeah. because to me, everything right. we do online, especially now with social media, but however, I had actually called myself a relationship marketing specialist for about 10 years, and that was a tagline on my website. So actually, Wiley headhunted me. They came and approached me about a year and a half ago, and they're like, Mari, we really want you to write you know, a, a definitive book on this subject. And we want relationship marketing in the title. So then I began to research, and I discovered that as a term, it was actually coined back in the mid-1980s by a Professor Barry. Hmm. And whereas traditional marketing is transactional-focused, it's usually yeah. businesses like looking at just closing the sale in front of them. Relationship marketing, actually some uh, definitions I found are related close to a marriage where it's a long term. You're in for the long haul. You want to cultivate a lifelong relationship with your customer. The new element, I decided to add that part in because there is a new element to relationship marketing, yeah, right, right. and that is, is the online social yeah. networks. Yeah. And well, then, you know, and I've said it for years, I mean, most of my audience are small business owners, and in many cases, they don't have tens of thousands of clients. They might have 10 or 20 yeah. uh, that they yeah. work with. And, and so that idea of seeing it as a relationship where both parties are there to create value and, you know, all the things that you normally relate to a healthy relationship, I think is is a very good way to look at uh, at business as opposed to as you said transactional. Right, right, and so then with the vast amount of information that people share about themselves online, then you can really tailor and customize and personalize the the relationship marketing. Well, and it's it's interesting because I um, I've had. Uh, people over the years, over the last couple of years, suggest that that all this technology was actually depersonalizing, um, and and you know we're dealing with machines now instead of people. And and you, I, the people that I see it doing right, um, and I intentionally used the word fuses in the the uh, uh, testimonial I wrote for the blurb I wrote for your book, is that um, I think it's actually a tool to enable us to make to build deeper and faster relationships with people maybe that we would potentially never have met uh, you you and i are probably a good example of that um you know we now 
are able to see each other once or twice a year at a conference and, and feel like we know what's going on in each other's lives, um, you know, very quickly without having to take the time to build that. And would you say that that's uh, an aspect that you experience as well? Oh, a hundred percent. There's this, this term that I, that I use called virtual rapport. And I think with these online social networks allow us to create virtual rapport as and until we meet someone in person. And one of the things I really emphasize a lot in the book, in fact, one of the later chapters I dedicate to, building up your offline network in your offline uh, business that will actually integrate with the online and augment the online and vice versa. And if I look back over the years and I see where all my different sources of income are coming from and where all my biggest deals, if you will, Mm -hmm. strategic alliances, they're all from people that I have eventually met in person. And it's really cemented that relationship. Yeah, and and I think that's a great point too because there are so many businesses that that that's really where – where they're going to sell something, you know, or where they're going to actually uh, um, build a, a relationship that's going to allow somebody to say, yeah, I trust you enough to spend X amount of money with you. In many cases, that's going to be across the desk. Um, and and so I don't think that we ever want to suggest that that's going to go away. Uh, but but I think that what we're talking about is, is as you said, augmenting and, and supplementing. Mm-hmm. So um, – Relationship building, though, is as you describe it, or relationship marketing, is is more than just meeting people and getting them to to like you. I mean, you one of the things that I like that you talk about is this idea of kind of positioning yourself as a center of influence for your your customers, and and mm-hmm. and so the relationship goes far beyond. Hey, I want you to know more about me. I want to know more about you. So you're you're actually talking about using it as a tool to to really enhance your whole network. Talk a little bit about that that concept. Yeah, well, influence is a word that's just fascinated me, in fact, and I love to research the meaning and the history of words, and uh, I talk about influence in the book where it's actually, it, was, it came about in the 14th century, and uh, here we go with the woo-woo stuff again, but it basically <laughs> became, it was basically, uh, it comes from the root influer, which is uh, to flow, and they thought it was some kind of a serial fluid that flowed down from the stars into a person. Hmm. And so I really think of, like, when you build up an audience on any of the different social networks, which now anybody can literally do, yeah. as Guy Kawasaki talks about, and nobody's other new somebodies, we all have this opportunity to get our voice out there. So you have a level of influence that you can basically select amounts of, of quality content and have an opinion and express it in a, in a kind and compassionate way then uh, you're like taking a pebble and dropping it into the pond and having these ripple effects, causing this ripple effect. In fact, uh, a new feature on Google+, Plus uh, they recently launched yeah. called Ripples. You yeah. literally see these ripple effects. So by focusing, you mentioned the word consistent earlier and the, the, the hard work behind the scenes, but it's like less is more. If you as a small business owner can be diligent about every day selecting quality pieces of content and be go- being being known as someone that is really a good go-to person for a certain area of expertise with your own knowledge and knowing where to go and cherry-pick the best of the best to share with your network and have an opinion about it and say, okay, here's something really wonderful, you know, that Duct Tape Marketing shared this morning and and you're going to have an opinion on it. And and then people are like, wow, that's awesome. They're going to make a beeline to come to you first when the world seems very noisy and chaotic. You can be this wonderful oasis in the midst of the of the chaos well as you were as you were saying that one of the things that kind of cropped my mind that i think a lot of people struggle with is 
in this relationship thing, I mean, it's really easy to have a relationship on Facebook, right? Or Twitter. I mean, I have 56,427 relationships last count, right? But, Mm -hmm. but how do you manage the fact that obviously you, you, you can't, you know, you can't manage that many relationships. So, I mean, how do, how do you manage this idea of, of having deep enough relationships while we're in the sort of, you know, flurry of all these, you know, tens of thousands of, of followers or fans or, or various networks? Right. Well, for me, what's worked well over the years is that I really do focus primarily on Twitter, for example, my app mentions column and my direct message, I, I think that there's absolute gold in the DM box. I love to actually follow people back and have my, my private message box open. And so I always respond. I do my best in any given day, any 24-hour period, to respond to as many people as I can and personalize mm-hmm. it. And what happens is even though I know that there's days go by, I just can't physically keep, keep up with uh, you know this hundred over 100,000 followers or whatever, so I will do my best to respond to as many as I can. And then at the end of the day, those that are observing and who maybe they didn't get their tweet responded to, they see that at least I'm making my best effort. Yeah. Um, and I really trust and hope, in fact, that uh, people don't take it personally if I'm not able to get back to them personally. Okay, well, you just opened up another great can of worms for me. Then how much <laughs> of this can or should you automate or get help with? In some fashion. Yeah. Well, I do a tiny little bit of automating. The one piece, and this is a kind of a controversial topic, John, but one of the areas that I automate is auto, uh, following on Twitter. I use mm-hmm. social oomph, and I automatically follow back people that follow me. Yes, I end up following junk accounts and spam and whatever. And then periodically, about two or three times a month, I go and I use Manage Flitter, manageflitter.com, and I just clean out. And then that just works well for me. It saves time because I'm not going through every little account, not a little, mm-hmm. every single account, right, excuse right, me, right, right. and going, oh, gee, should I follow this one? That's about the only automating. Delegating, though, absolutely. I think, like, on the fan page in particular, on Facebook, because if you've got that in your own company name, that you can actually have other administrators on there, and they can be responding in their own, uh, uh, logged in as their fan page. Uh, something that I, I do on my own fan page that's worked really well so far is I actually am identifying super fans, the ones that they're on there a lot and they love to contribute their Facebook and social media expertise, and they're in a somewhat you know a related business that's not in any way, shape, or form encroaching on what I offer. So it's a real win-win. And I have an app. In fact, there's a free app called Boo Shaka. B O B O O S H A K A. Booshaka dot com free app, you pop it on your fan page, and it actually calculates the score, if you will, of the likes, comments, shares, and posts of your top fans. And so they love to see their name on the leaderboard. Oh, no kidding. So it's public. It's not just for your own research. It's it's a public public. display. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I promote them. Mm -hmm. So it's almost almost a way of rewarding them, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. And they're just just wonderful. And uh, so then I like to every now and again, I'll send them, you know, business, I'll tag them and I'll let them know. So that's fun. On Twitter, it's a little bit difficult. Obviously, my Twitter account's in my own name. I'm Mm -hmm. just very, very rigorous about not delegating my voice. If you see me speaking in first person, that's absolutely mean. It's not not delegated. Well, what where are you? Where are you seeing people? I mean, I think a lot of people have said, gosh, I, I know I need to jump on here and I need to do this, and I want to build this loyal, large, loyal, profitable network myself. Where do you see people screwing that up? 
Well, you know, I mean, it's interesting you should say, but for example, one time I was at a, a real high-end prestigious event and, a, and I was talking to a, a very, very successful business manager and I said to him, you know, I just really love how interactive you are on Twitter. I really love our conversations. And he just kind of looked at me funny and his face fell and he's like, oh, gosh, Mari, I don't even know how to log into Twitter. And that, that's a girl in my office. And, you know, she does a good job of being me, doesn't she? And, yeah. Uh, you know, my heart goes out to people that are in that situation because we're all busy. We all, you know, have the same amount of time. But I just, my stomach was kind of tied in knots. And I remember thinking to myself, gosh, well, you know, note to self, I don't think I'll be doing too much tweeting <laughs> yeah. with this person because I know, I know it's not him. Yeah. So I think you just, you have to be careful. I think like, you know, uh, I mentioned um, Robert Cialdini. He wrote the book on mm-hmm. influence. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is very upfront. He says right there, you go to his, his uh, Robert Cialdini Twitter account, and he actually says, you know, there's like three or four or five different people. And there's a wonderful way through uh, co-tweet, or I think Hootsuite does it as yeah. well, where you can have team members and they have their little initials to yeah. sign it off. So you're being totally transparent. You know exactly who you're talking to at any given time. Yeah, well, the guy is probably the the sort of the poster child for for that <laughs> um, tactic, and he's you know been very upfront about it, and and I and I think that that's you know I think at the end of the day it's easy for us to say this is a right way or a wrong way. I I think the the only thing I always try to emphasize is that you know that that you have a strategy, that you have objectives, that you know you have a reason for why you're doing what you're doing, and not just so that I could say hey I, I want to be everywhere and I want to be on everything. Um, Seth Godin is is sort of famously off of. Not on Twitter, um, and and ironically has about fifty thousand plus Google plus uh, followers, but doesn't participate at all. And and his real, you know, his real claim, and I, and you know, Seth can get away with it, but but it, but he's also very, I think, authentic about it. it is he said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to participate somewhere I can't participate fully. Right. Yeah. You know, I do respect uh, Seth a great great deal. He's just one of the greatest thinkers of our time, and and I. I always say to people, you know, for years I've been saying that there's as many ways to use these different social networks right. as there are people on it. You have to experiment and find your own sweet spot, you know, what works for you in terms of type of post and timing and response. But you mentioned the key word there, John, and that is strategy. And I really think that you have to sit down and carve out time, work with your team, and even having, for example, an engagement strategy. Mm-hmm. And um, I really admire Mike Stelsner, a dear friend of mine, mm-hmm. a mutual friend of ours, and how he's built up Social Media Examiner. And they have an engagement strategy for their Facebook fan page. And, you know, every question gets a response, and the response time is usually one hour. You know, they strip spam out real quick. They just have a really great strategic approach to, to everything they do. And, you know, people do well to, to model them with that uh, yeah, I'm actually participating in a uh, a little Facebook Friday chat um, uh, with oh, them, awesome. which uh, which I, I don't I've done a bunch of Twitter ones. I don't know that I've ever done a Facebook one, so it should be fun. Um, yeah, they work great. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagine my fingers will be sore at the end of it just because they have so Most many. Be phones. coming out your keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so so we are about out of time, but I, I wanted to give you a uh-huh. chance to because um, we've been talking about. We've actually been talking about sort of high level in a way, but one of the things that's great about your book is you don't just say, oh, you've got to build relationships. You have a program or a, a sort of nine-step program, which I think is great because I think that's um, what a lot of t- people, whether they need that or not, they think they need it. It gives them the confidence you know, to say, okay, now I know how to get started. So, so maybe uh, rather than uh, uh, having you go through all nine steps, that's what they're going to get the book for. Um, but uh, give us kind of, uh, you know, what's step one to getting started? And, and, and then we'll tell people, if that sounds good, go get the new relationship marketing. 
Right, right. Well, the first part of the book, I really talk about the basics, and I really wanted to actually address up front fears because I know that people, there's things, there's, you know, there's elements of really diving in and fully embracing these relational yeah. and communication technologies. So we started, started about, the, you know, addressing the fears, how to overcome those, some new business skills, soft skills. And then the very first step in the step nine is creating a solid foundation with the right culture. And I talk a lot about team and values, and I, and I use several examples, one of which my favorite is Zappos, and yeah. we talk about the 10 core values and how I think all businesses of any size, even if you're a solopreneur, that you could do well to emulate a, a company like Zappos, really have total clarity on your, your mm-hmm. values and what kind of a culture and a brand you have. Because then that's, that's, you know, that really spreads out across all your messaging, all your communication across your different networks. Yeah, and, and it really, for them, the, you know, their purpose almost is their, their why, you know, is their entire, in a way, is their entire business and marketing strategy. And I, and I think having that sort of simple clarity sure makes decision making a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the top the top thing they focus on is customer service. Absolutely, wow. In fact, I know that Tony Shea talks about you know that they they haven't said wow multiple times a day uh, them and inside the company and outside the company. Then, you know that that's their focus anyway. It's just to make people go wow. Uh, step two in the uh, nine steps is to actually I have this I have several exercises and there's one that I actually encourage the readers to to actually segment their different relationships mm. and I have sizes that you take there's five different contact circles and really getting clear on who you're spending your most of your time with both online and offline who's influencing you who your key contacts are that's the third circle out and to look and see how you can really nurture the relationships with those key contacts yeah um you you know and i think when it's it's any part of marketing. I mean, I've been saying for ten years now that you know marketing is a system, and I think that that you know any aspect of it, just like you're talking about, if you you take a very planned and systematic approach to it, and you do it consistently, you know, you look up one day after six weeks and realize, you know, marketing's not an event. Relationship building <laughs> is not an event. It's it's something that you do day in day out. Exactly. Truly. Well, so I know that uh, is is. MariSmith.com, the best place to send folks, and that's M-A-R-I Smith.com. You got it. That's it. And forward slash book, and I'll take them to the details of the book. And I'm uh, at MariSmith on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash MariSmith. And um, there's, they can go and get a free chapter of the book just at RelationshipMarketingBook.com. Great. And there's well, details on my site. Well, too, so. Always, uh, I had the pleasure of speaking to you just last week, but always (laughs) great to catch up with you, and uh, I'm certain we will run out into each other again soon. So thanks so much for joining me, Mari. Oh, my pleasure. I look forward to seeing you again. Thanks, John. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.